Hello, everyone, to yet another episode of Truth 101 Podcast. This is Chris Morris along with... Alejandro Castro. Che. Che Castro. Che Castro. The, the pus man. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes, I have horrible acne. <laughs> pizza face. <laughs> but in a different way. I was called pizza back. Oh, yeah? That's, but that's a whole other story. You're uh, nice and smooth now. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's many years of rehab, but uh, I worked on it. Anyway, so here we are, Truth 101 for this week. We are going to be talking about something that probably most people, if you're doing a podcasting, podcast, whatever, a show, uh, they probably would have done this in the first episode, but whatever. It's, it's our show, so we can do whatever we want. This is about 9-11, pretty much the the conspiracy theory for the past. Well, it's what, the JFK assassination. Ever since then, this has been the the conspiracy. Talking about 9-11 and what happened on September 11th and building up to that of 2001. So let's get into that. So apparently some people in the world think that it didn't quite happen the way that <laughs> we're shown on television. Is that, am I partially true there? Am I? Is there some grain of truth in what I just said there? Yes, there's just a, a tiny tad. Um, yeah, it's, and why it's important, even Chris today is like, when I told him what we should do and he's like, he said, F no, and he slapped me, and he said, you know, people have heard this way too much, you know, no one's going to listen, Picked everyone in the hates balls. you, yeah, everyone hates you, you're bald. Um, <laughs> I did not say that, that last one was made up. <laughs> I believe they hate you, but it's not because you're bald. <laughs> but 9-11 is important because it is what, it is the catalyst for all the police state actions that are happening now, and if... 9-11 had never happened, they would not be able to do the horrible things that they're doing to people, um, taking rights away and, and beating up on protesters and stuff without public outrage. But now that we live in a, in a police state, um, it's, it's permissible. Since the terrorists almost got us, then we're, they are allowed to step all over our rights and um, criminalize all of our activities. So let's get started here with the 9-11 uh, conspiracy. So so basically what the contention is with uh, movies like Loose Change and all these other things that are going on in the world uh, as far as conspiracy theories go, they think that, uh, well, well, let's go over the what people think. Like people like me, the truth that, or the, the supposed truth. So three, was it, it was three planes yeah. uh, hijacked on 9-11 uh, in and they one hit the Pentagon, and they were going to be this. There's supposed to be four, but there's actually three. Am I or am I totally wrong? Yeah, one crashed in a field. Right. Two hit the towers. Right. Sorry. Yes. 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 And one. Yes. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, or did I? I don't even know what I said. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm not rewinding this. <laughs> we're not starting over. Sorry. Four planes were hijacked on September 11th as part of Al Qaeda, the planned attack. Uh, Put on by, oh, you're smirking already. Yeah. I'm just recapping for the people at home who've waking up from a coma that yeah. don't know what happened on September 11th. Uh, Al-Qaeda, led by Osama bin Laden, and they destroyed the Twin Towers, attacked the Pentagon, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, people people died, about 3,000, 3,600, something like that. People died on the day with the plane crashes and for the uh, towers falling. So uh, that's been sort of the what the story was that's coming out of that, and that's of course led into uh, the U.S. attacking Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, uh, weapons of mass destruction. We're in Iraq; we had to go get them. Patriot that kind of Act. stuff. Patriot Act, all that stuff that's come out of it. So, 
But so the storyline is for the conspiracy theorist people, um, well, although to you that would be the truth, is that what happened was that this was a plan all along by the U.S. government? Is that what the deal is? Or? Yes. The, whenever there's a crime, there's this thing called qui bono. It's Latin and it means who benefits. And the Quid pro quo? No, I think that's like equal on all sides. Um, who benefits? And no one benefited more than the U.S. government on, and their cronies on 9-11. And there's so many um, can, like conspiracy theory movies and there's so many debunking those movies and back and forth. All you need to know to prove it to yourself is a five-second lesson on physics and a stopwatch. If you watch those three buildings, yes, three, that fell on 9-11, and you click the stopwatch when the building starts to fall, and you shut it off when the building hits the ground, you can prove to yourself that there is no way it could have happened the way that your trusting and loving government has told you. Because those buildings fell faster than the speed of gravity. And the only way that can happen is if they exist in a vacuum. And, and the only way the ex a vacuum can exist is if the floors underneath were blown up ahead of time. Otherwise, their, their theory is that there's a pancake collapse. So the official theory of the 9-11 was in the towers, the fires that were happening heated up the structural steel, the steel buckled, and then each floor hit the subsequent floor underneath and crushed um, and fell. Um, the whole building fell. That could theoretically happen um, if you had a hot enough fire, which you didn't. Um, but it would take like 10 minutes for it to collapse, not 10 seconds. Because every time it hits the floor underneath, that's resistance and it uses up a lot of the energy. So even though it's heavy, it wouldn't do that. It wouldn't. So I've also watched a couple documentaries on this. I've seen Loose Change, and I've seen on the Discovery Channel, they had the sort of the opposite uh, perspective from uh, people who were, uh, sorry. Um, skeptics. Not skeptics. Uh, the, the people who, like, they, they make buildings. Architects. Yeah, structural uh, engineers. Structural engineers, stuff like that. And they were saying the opposite. They were saying that that could happen uh, with, uh, with the fire coming from the jet, the jet fuel because it was. That's why they hijacked... Uh, planes that were in the immediate vicinity. They didn't fly from L.A. to New York and then slam into the Twin Towers. They hijacked the planes in Long Island and Boston and stuff like that. So they did a quick turnaround, and then when they hit the towers, they were full of gas, full of fuel. So they had full full tanks of gas and then exploded, obviously. So, so they were saying it was enough to melt the girders and everything like that. That's what the... Not just your opinion here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say something too. <laughs> I'm not saying they're right. I'm just giving the devil's advocate view here. That's what they were saying. Mm -hmm. So they were saying that is it would be hot enough to melt to melt the girders and make it all collapse down like that. So you're and but the contention is that's not true. Yeah, and most of that fuel was burnt up immediately on impact with the explosions. Yeah. yeah. So when it hit the building, boom, um, it it exploded all of the gas, the kerosene essentially is what it is. Uh, that was in the tank all at once. After that, you have fires caused by that, like the carpet and the desks and all that kind of stuff. But you, there's actually pictures of people in those holes. 
So if it was so hot, then how can there be ladies and stuff hanging out in the hole where the airplane hit? Like you can go look them up. There's pictures of that. So no one would be able to withstand the kind of heat that it would take to be able to melt that. But regardless of that, there's no way those buildings could have felt for whatever reason unless the floors beneath it were exploded um, ahead of it. So even if there was the fuel and even if it did get hot enough to... And you don't even understand how big these steel girders are. Like, um, they're huge. Like the size of a staircase like that's how thick the steel is you can't just melt that it's um it's not very possible uh, well again they were saying because the the construction how they were built the twin towers in the old school way whenever they were built they had the elevators that were going straight up and down the exact center of the building so when the plane hits all the jet fuel actually went down the elevator shafts, and then contributed, and then of course all it was on fire. So all the fire went down to every floor. And over the course of was it like you're, I know you're giggling, <laughs> but I'm just again just saying the devil's advocate point of view here is that they had, they had animation and everything, so it's, that yeah. makes it official. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what happened was all the fire then went down every, and it was the course of what an hour later that the, the first tower fell. It wasn't right away. It was so over the course of the hour then the girders were melting and stuff like that. That's their point of view. Mm-hmm. So just sort of the uh, other possibility of that. And then, uh, so, but that would have to be a controlled demolition, basically, yeah. is what you're saying. Definitely. Um, and, okay. And what so, evidence is behind that, like, uh, as far as being a controlled demolition? Okay. Well, the, how do they get away with that? How do they get away with that? And, and pulling that off. I mean, you'd have to wire every single one of the, and the Twin Towers. This is kind of a big building in New York City. So how do they do that? Well, and and it wasn't um it wasn't two towers, it was three that fell because right, three. It, building yeah. seven, which was not hit by a plane, and it had fires and nobody knows how they even started. Maybe from debris falling off the other ones. Um it's just ridiculous. But this building, building seven, forty seven story skyscraper, it fell down in six point five seconds and that was done by fires as well. Um, that's their explanation, which they left that out of the initial 9-11 report. They didn't even address that building. And they didn't even, like a whole building fell from fire, which has never happened in the history of the universe for those types of buildings. And <laughs> and they left it off the report because they didn't have a, a solid explanation. And there's firefighters, there's clips, YouTube clips of firefighters and police actually saying that, oh, we're about to blow up this building um, before it went down. And then uh, it's insane to me, actually, that you can refute it. And there's actually news broadcasts. BBC did one and Fox actually did one where they have a reporter in a building and the Building 7 is behind them. And they're actually saying, reporting ahead of time, that it's already fallen, um, which is doesn't doesn't work. Like they're saying, oh, the building has fallen, and this happened um, hours later at about five in the afternoon. Nine eleven happened in the morning, obviously, so it could make all the news channels on time. Well, and also, so theoretically, if say if they weren't that evil, that you know, not all the people would be at work yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and all the tourists wouldn't show up yet. Because that was the thing about nine eleven is that you're saying that well, if it happened like an hour later, that that building, those buildings would have had like hundred thousand people in them and stuff because people going to work and and all the tourists and everything would have been on the top and everything like that. So, 
Yeah. Think of it that way. Mm-hmm. So, but then also what I, this was a while ago, I saw the thing about Tower 7 was that there was, it was all connected underground. And I think eventually that was the explanation that it was all connected underground. All the towers, Twin Towers were connected that way, like a subway system or whatever. And the fires spread that way. That's what I had heard. The fires took the subway over? Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was on fire. The subways were on fire. There was lots of fires going on down there. Those buildings, first of all, those buildings were pla- they were made, they were actually engineered to withstand a plane hitting them, like that size of plane as well. Actually, no, it was a size smaller because it was supposed to be the largest plane um, of the time of when those towers were built. Um, and it was made to, each tower was with, uh, made to withstand two hits actually even the veneer of the tower is built like a screen door um so like the the crisscross pattern so if you poke a hole through it um it has enough structure to keep it going yeah so um so okay we're talking about that and then we got um the flight 93 the united 93 flight crashed in pennsylvania and I remember thinking about this as well, uh, but only there's only a smoking hole in the ground and no, there was no, you know, sight. Uh, there's no visible uh, evidence of a plane crashing at all. Yeah. Except for, you know, the smoking crater in the ground. So what happened to that plane? A lot of people wonder if that plane was supposed to hit Tower 7. And the reason why Tower 7 was destroyed by our government or by the government was because it contained... A lot of files, it contained the CIA, FBI, the mayor's headquarters, all this sort of stuff. And it contained a lot of files on uh, George Bush Sr. And they wanted to, they were actually looking into prosecuting him for some of his numerous crimes. And all of that evidence was destroyed. Also on 9-11, there was a huge bank robbery of gold. And I don't have the facts in front of me, but it was like, just like um, Die Hard. If in, well, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Is that the one? That's, the one. that's like my favorite Die Hard movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, they seriously had to do that exact thing where transporting dump trucks full of gold because that's how much gold was underneath those towers mm-hmm. in secret vaults. Yeah. And it just disappeared. I've heard that, yeah. I've heard that before, too. Yeah. So, so uh, again, but where... So, it was going to... Tower seven, but what? Ha- so what happened to it? Yeah, we—that's just speculation. Um, uh, some so, so people. What did happen to the plane? So what did happen to yeah, the plane? Where's the plane? <laughs> the plane. This disappearing plane that's gone now. Some people think it was blown out of the sky. So my witnesses saw another jet shoot it down. So maybe it was off course or whatever, and they just shot it down. Um, but there, you're right. There was no luggage, no bones, no um, debris. There was just a smoking hole in the field. So some people actually say that it's it was a missile just fired into the ground. And uh, the, if you go look at the picture, just try and find a plane. Planes have wreckages. There's no wreckage there. So it's not my job to tell you what happened to the plane. Okay. <laughs> oh, cool. all of a sudden, oh, now we get into this. So I was like, oh, we're not, oh. <laughs> I'm not giving you the answers. I'm just telling you what didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's right. I, I okay, I'm fair enough. I'm just saying it's, it's fine. <laughs> Last time I checked, my Pentagon clearance was low. So okay, they, so. when they planned this, they left me out of it. I thought online we had all the answers. I'm sorry. I, I thought that's what the internet was. Just all the answers, ready to go. Uh, so I wasn't expecting you, but a lot of people have said like 
again, the devil's advocate point of view is that because it was coming, what they say, like if you watch a movie like United 93. Uh, when, that garbage. Uh, well, <laughs> some people have out there in the world. Yeah. Uh, it went straight down into the ground. So it was coming because like, they were fighting to get control of the plane and it crashed it and went straight into the ground. So at that speed, so was it, I don't know the top speed of a jet, but it going uh, thousands of miles an hour, hundreds of miles an hour, straight down into the ground, it would go straight into the ground. So it would be just a crater. So that's what people have said, which is weird to me though. Again, if, if that's not possible, um, it would just be vaporized, basically what would happen. Um, it, Weird to me, though, if that's if seeing that the evidence of that and how people are, have have shown that, like in helicopter footage going over top of it or whatever, there is no evidence of a plane. It's just like to me, how is that? If that's not possible, how is no one even? I mean, people have obviously online, like I said, but just people looking at the like, empty field, it's like, well, that there was a plane there. To me, the to me the biggest thing is the Pentagon thing. Oh yeah, that's I'm sure we'll get to that soon here. Yeah, but uh, but the biggest thing was the Pentagon thing. Because if you look at the, there is the footage of it, and it's like a split second, and it's like how fast was that plane going? I mean, it's like you that had been like you know with a flash or something going by there. It's like that had to have been like a missile or something. Like if 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 this is true and uh, things aren't what they seem, um, if it wasn't actually a jet flying into the Pentagon, but you think a jet would also be a lot bigger than a the size of a you know small missile or whatever. So you would think there would be more debris. Like where did that debris go? That's to me is a big thing too. So talk about that one. Oh, okay. The Pentagon's a crazy story. First of all, the the very first people that should be an alarm um, in people's heads is, um, why is there no footage of it? They released like four frames of a crappy video from like a parking lot. The the, the street light. There the uh, the the yeah the street light. Street Sorry, light? street camera. Right. Camera off the street light. The Catch people speeding. Yeah, that's oh, why it was. That a, that's why. That's why it was activated because that that thing was going fast. So you're telling me the Pentagon doesn't have any cameras <laughs> watching it? Like, yes, that's what I'm telling you. I do have clearance apparently, and I'm saying no, they don't have security cameras. Apparently, they just happen to be short out that day. It's the most um, strategically important building in the world, and they don't have any cameras on it. And there was a lot of cameras all around there in gas stations and stuff that actually caught stuff. Um, and those tapes were immediately, in within minutes, were confiscated. So what does that tell you? And it's 10, 11 years later, and they still haven't released that. And is it national security? I don't think so. Um, previously in like if the day before 9-11 if you and if you took a plane right now and you tried to fly it into the Pentagon there's missiles they, they will shoot you out of the sky they warn you they say if you don't change course immediately you'll be killed like you they don't give you a second chance they tell you so if you did, did try and actually fly a plane into the Pentagon you'd be dead so fast you would not even not even get close so it's ridiculous that it even got there. Okay. Okay. As opposed to, say, trying to attack the White House or something like that. If I tried to crash to the White House. <laughs> Did you? No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> Never mind. You're not allowed to fly in that area. No, that's, yes. I would imagine there would be a no-fly zone around that area. If anyone even popped up uh, being around there, I'm sure that would probably be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. 
was it? enormous profits were made by insiders on plummeting stock prices of the two airlines involved in 9-11, American and United. Federal law protects their identities. So what's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's this thing called selling short. So you can buy stocks. So if there was a sexy, sexy burger company called Morris Burger Incorporated. I'd invest. I'd invest. But say you knew that Morris Burger was putting pus in his milkshakes. <laughs> Goddamn cows. <laughs> or even if you just suspected, there's this thing called selling short. So you can actually... Not only buy stocks in a company, but you can buy stocks betting that that company is going to go down, right? So if I thought that Morris Burger was going out of business, I could put in, a, if they're publicly straight, traded, I could put in a, a stock essentially called a short and say, no, it's going down. And the more it goes down, the more I profit. It's sort of like backwards from buying stocks. But on 9-11... Um, the day before, there was a huge amount of activity. And people do this all the time. They'll, they'll short sell on stuff. So, But this was an abnormally high purchase of short sells on these airplanes that were involved in 9-11 because someone knew it was going down, um, that it was something was going to happen. And it's insane, insane. At first, they tried to say that they couldn't trace who invested. Anyone who invests knows that when you sign up, they take your life story down. Um, yeah, you have all your tax numbers. There's no way you can be invest in anything and be like uh, clandestine. Like you can't hide your identity when you do those kind of investments. So saying that they can't, they couldn't overturn them or turn over those people was ridiculous. And then later on. When they actually did, they said it was a national security. Well, what does that tell you? That they're protecting members of the government that were trying to profit from that. It's ridiculous. And also sort of in the cleanup of 9-11 with all the uh, scrap metal and stuff like that, uh, cleaning up of that, people made a lot of money off that as well, I understand. Oh, for sure. And part of the reason that almost all of the people that were involved uh, like in the cleanup are dying now of lung cancers because those buildings had asbestos in them and it would have cost so much money to actually um, take the asbestos out that that was the cheapest way to do it. Um, so instead of um, spending millions and millions and millions of dollars to take out asbestos and put in something else, um, which were actually coated on the beams, which is another reason why they wouldn't melt because that asbestos is fire retardant, right? Um, they just blew them up. And so all those people that were heroes on that day are dying of, of lung cancer. And art, the, the government's just ignoring them, was laughing at them. They used them as heroes on the day, and George Bush and his stupid megaphone were there um, pretending they were heroes. Um, but... Then after the cameras shut off, they're just leaving those pupils to die without Medicare and and stuff like that. It's pretty sad. And there's lots of people that know a lot of stuff that are starting to talk because of that. Which is strange to me because, I mean, that's horrible. Yeah, that, I mean, 
goes without saying. I mean, that's, I don't want to be glib about it, but that's just people who were spent all this time and like people who went down and from as far away as around here and where we where we live, and they went all the way to New York just to help out, uh, volunteer firefighters stuff like that to help out, and then have gotten sick from it in the years since then, and they've given they've have funding them and to uh, for me it'd be like okay you're you're covered for life. You know, if you did this amazing thing and you're any problems, you got the sniffles, anything, you're covered kind of thing, right? Never mind getting cancer and all this other stuff. They've kept got taken away their funding and stuff like that. That's horrible to me. That's evil. I mean, that's sinister to me. Um, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but I, I forgot about what I was going to say. Uh, but yeah, the, the things like George Bush going on there and saying all these things. And um, so what's my what my big question is but the thing to me is how it all begins and ends uh we've talked about this before too about the whole sinister versus stupid aspect of things um for me that right, we've talked before about fluoride and you know all that kind of stuff but for me it comes down to this the issue of i don't think these people are smart enough to do this and to have it and again we're here uh, 10 years later that we've that this has happened uh, and, and no one's come forward and said so and so and so. Well, and, but oh, but then if you look back at JFK and stuff like that, no one's really come forward with that either. So, and, and said, you know, I was the guy who shot from the grassy knoll. No one's actually said that either. So, yeah, so it's, it's well, <laughs> I'm sure there's some, someone has come forward, but uh, um, they didn't interview on M- him on NBC, so it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, but uh, it's. For me, and also, oh, I think I was going. I was going where it's like, you would think they would actually take care of these people because they know where, literally, know where the bodies are buried. So you would think they would take care of all these people. But uh, sorry, the nine eleven thing to me is like, it just I don't think George Bush and these people. Is it even George Bush that people think did this, or is it more like Dick Cheney and stuff like that, or is it even is it even them? I don't even know. I can't think. I can't imagine Bush would be that smart. But uh, I can imagine there being other evil people that are on this. So, well, what is? Who do they people think is actually behind this thing? Yeah, um, do people point fingers to that to that extent? A lot of people point figure, fingers at Cheney, um, and they have a lot to gain. Like Cheney was head of Halliburton. Um, what Cheney and Rumsfeld did through since the seventies is they'd go into politics. They'd be in that member of the presidency in various positions, go into private sector. To Reagan and even Nixon and stuff like that before that. Shit, yeah, they've been through everything. So um, they profited greatly. Okay, so George Bush's dad, Herbert Walker Bush, who's not an idiot, um, every missile that's fired during the Gulf War um, and after and uh, he... Anyway, every missile that's fired in Iraq he makes money on and everything that's blown up Halliburton makes money on so and they get no good contracts which means that if no one else is allowed to say oh I can do this for cheaper so they charge I'll like, take bids yeah so they'll sell like Halliburton will supply the army with water and they'll give a, a bottle of water to a soldier and that bottle of water will be worth 40 bucks and they just charge that because there's no no one else competing for that so that's where the profit comes in, right? And so uh, there's a huge amount of people. Um, you, you said something I just want to mention briefly, where the bodies were buried. Um, there's a, a, not many people know this, but because those buildings were exploded, um, 
they there's bone fragments on the tops of other buildings that were around there so a bone fragment is hard to do um so that like with an explosion it blew people apart and blew their bones onto the tops of these other buildings that doesn't happen with a can with the pancake theory like that would never happen so that's some proof right there um also in you said that there's not a lot of people that have come forward there's a group called um architects and engineers for truth it's a thousand over a thousand it's like 1200 members of ar different architects and engineers for 911 truth and they say there's no way this could have happened so those people <laughs> um they that's a risky thing to to say there's um you get fired for that sort of thing but these people are on record part of this group saying there's no way that physically could have happened so but when i say coming forward i mean someone who's involved in the government someone in the decision making process you know dick cheney's cousin something like that <laughs> who's come forward and said oh yeah he talked about that at thanksgiving dinner the year before <laughs> And we got him a couple little liquor, and he spilled the beans and everything. We thought he was just full of shit, but he did it. Uh, that kind of stuff. I'm saying coming forward. I, I mean, have some of those too. okay. I'm sure. You know what? I'm sure you do on the internet. No. But again, it, it's not you know front page of the New York Times and you know on CNN. So it's not officially. You know what I mean? Like what how that's it's thought of. Not to me, the world in general. How it's not on. You know, they didn't. He wasn't interviewed by Piers Morgan, so it doesn't. It didn't happen. Kind of thing. So that's kind of world we live in. Um, which is kind of weird with the Twitter and everything, so with Facebook. But uh, that's what I'm, I mean, like, we, no one's come forward with documents. There's no deep throat at this point, like, as far as, you know, Woodward's and Bernstein equivalent with Nixon and stuff like that. So, if uh, making any sense at all with that analogy. But, <laughs> so, uh, what's other things, too? Uh, the thing to me about the uh, pending attacks, there was, like, warnings for like a month before, from what I understand, about this, right. this was going to happen. They had intel and didn't do anything about it. To me, that's like, but then again, is that, so how does that look in hindsight? I'm trying to, you know, piece it all together as like if it was like a, you know, that's how I think in movie terms. So the warnings of the impending attack, impending attacks, did they, were they, were those fake? Were those set up to look in hindsight? Because really it's weird because in hindsight they look like idiots. If If yeah. the people in charge of this actually did this and were in charge of it, they look like morons in hindsight, but that's. But I guess that's okay if they're making all this, these billions of dollars and have this police state. Like, sorry, well, you were gonna say something, but I didn't yeah. If I if I paid you a billion dollars to go paint your nuts pink and walk around downtown, would you? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like people are like, oh, you know, they get called names. So what? These people are evil. They don't call name when you're having a bubble bath with Satan. You don't care about what other people think. And I'd have a bubble bath with Satan. Sure, what the hell? There's no farting. <laughs> yeah. So there was a guy on 9-11, Norman Malez. I forget his last name, but I can look it up for you if you want. And he was in the room with Dick Cheney. And, and as the plane was flying towards the Pentagon, and he thought it was a drill at this point, um, he was saying, are we, are we still a go? And he's like, Dick Cheney told him, let it hit it. Let, them, let it hit them. So this guy worked in the Pentagon. He has pictures with the president and stuff. And he was saying that Dick Cheney allowed that plane at least to hit the Pentagon. So that's one thing. Another thing is whenever a plane's 
off course, they scramble fighter jets right away. So if if any plane is, they they follow it from point A to B. That's why you have a flight plan. If it ever deviates from that flight plan within a certain margin, they scramble fighter jets, which takes 20 minutes, and then they escort the plane. And if the the plane doesn't correct course or there's no communication, they shoot it down. That's policy. That's what they do. It's called NORAD, North American radars, <laughs> aviation defense or something, I forget. But uh, that never happened um, because they had arranged for all those planes to be out of the country in Canada, actually, Alaska and stuff. That's what I heard, yeah. They were, or they were in Florida or something like that. Uh, something like that. There was just a miscommunication. Again, looking like idiots in hindsight. But, again, it's like, look, they were all redirected to Florida and Canada or something like that and couldn't get there in time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And about another, about your deep throat, there's been FBI agents. Deep throat? <laughs> CIA agents. We're in the middle of a podcast, sir. <laughs> there's this lady who just came out yesterday. I'm trying to find it as we're talking. And she's been silenced for 10 years. She was the second woman ever to be a, um, a convicted under the Patriot Act, arrested without charge, because she knew a lot more about 9-11 than she was supposed to. No, and she knew it wasn't right. And you're saying about how they get warnings and stuff. That's because in every organization, there's evil people and there's good people. So they're getting warnings from the good people. And if, in fact, it was like 11 countries warned before, something like that, before 9-11, they warned them about impending attack because there's chatter, right? They, they have informants sure. and all this. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, Mayor Willie Brown from San Francisco, top military and officers, John Ashcroft, were all told not to fly. Yeah. So, which would, which also seems to me that John Ashcroft wasn't in it then. Oh, he wasn't yeah, in he on was. it then. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he was warned not to fly, but he was like, yeah, I know, stupid. Um, some of the alleged suicide hijackers are still alive and well, according to the BBC and The Guardian. At least five of the alleged hijackers may have trained at U.S. military bases. Wow. Uh, but to, so to me, it's going back to, again to, uh, there were some people who speculated that um, things like, you know, with the, the plane that went down in Pennsylvania, it didn't actually go down. They actually landed people on a strip somewhere was that loose change was that a loose i remember seeing a reenactment of it or something was that could have been loose change where they actually speculated that this was actually like you know they just landed the plane somewhere else and then all the people are the hundred or so people that were on the plane are just i don't know if they're they're i'm assuming they're all dead now Uh, but that it just i don't know where i'm going with this but that was more speculation that i saw that somewhere yeah, um, so no one that I'm speculating about. No speculating one. about the speculation. <laughs> no one knows for sure. But um, there was this thing called Operation Northwoods, and that was a Cuban plan, or it was a plan by the JFK administration to have false terror attacks against Cuba to accuse them of stuff. And so, oh, okay, we better get close to wrapping it up. What they what they proposed in this government document, which you can read online, is called Operation Northwoods again. Um, they were going to take a plane of CIA assets up so that they'd all have a, f- a leave from an airport and have official names and stuff, but fake names. Land the plane, paint the same plane up with, uh, well, with the same markings 
continue on with that plane and then uh, shoot it out of the sky um, over Cuba and then have like all that to start a war with Cuba. So that's what some people speculate happened on 9-11. Those three planes, three of them anyway, were only like 30% capacity, which have if you've ever been on a plane, they're never 30% full. So there's a weird reason why they weren't full. And also the hijackers weren't on any of the flight manifests, which is a big um, thing. Like they weren't actually on listed as being on the planes that they were supposed to be on, which I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know what happened there. All right. Um, so what else we got here? The Jersey Girls. What's this? Four courageous 9-11 widows finally forced the 9-11 commission into existence and presented many questions, most of which were ignored. Under the leadership of the Bush administration insider Philip Zelikow, the final report failed to address failed to address any of the evidence pointing to official complicity. So, well, there's, I mean, there's tons of this stuff. Again, if anyone hasn't out there seen Loose Change or seen all the different stuff that's out there, I mean, there's different versions of Loose Change. Now they've updated it over the years and stuff like that. They always come out with a certain version that they've got new evidence and stuff like that. So it's nice that it's updated and stuff too. What they do is try to, ref whenever someone says, no, this is BS because of this, they, if they can't prove it conclusively, they take it out. So the, the subsequent, like, third version of Loose Change is... Uh, the final cut is them refining it. They refined it twice to take out any of the stuff that people can argue about and just get down to the actual facts of it, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. So is there anything else we need? Uh, anything else you... Because you got a bunch of tabs open here, I'm looking. Is there <laughs> is there anything else that we need to talk about? Is that the main stuff? I mean, I know we just zipped through it, but... Yeah. like a 34 minute version of the 911 what happened but and we're not even of course even getting to the the wars and the uh the you know the weapons of mass destruction and all that kind of stuff uh, patriot act all that kind of stuff too that's a whole other thing but uh so is that we're we done wrapping up here yeah i was just looking for the name of the cia agent that just was allowed she had a 10 year ban on speaking about it but she has a lot of interesting things to say about 9-11. So I was just looking her up, but I can't find it. Maybe I'll give it to Andrew to put it up. But other than that, um, believe what you want to believe, but go back and and read about physics, how, how long it takes for things to fall, and take your stopwatch. And that's all the proof you should need. Because if you don't believe in physics, then you can believe the government story. But if you do believe in physics, which is an, it's pretty much a law, <laughs> then uh, then you have to start asking some questions. You believe then, that, you know, Einstein guy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You want to know a quick fun fact about Einstein? Sure. He said that when they detonated the first nuclear uh, atomic bomb, that it might start a a chain reaction of splitting neuro, uh, atoms across the universe that would end all life as we notice, as we know it. So he was the smartest man on earth telling them if they detonated this the first time, it might destroy the universe. And they did it anyway. Well, you know, just how could you not? <laughs> I went to all that trouble to build this bomb. I mean, how we, we're not going to explode it? Seriously? Just think of it in that term. I mean, uh, and then, but then someone else came along and said, well, I double dog dare you. <laughs> 
So, anyway, I think next time we'll we might talk about Satanism. We'll wreck. Oh, it please, up. yes, yes, because I really don't want to have. Ever, I don't be able to sleep ever again. Please, uh, we've talked about pus, and we've talked about how evil the world is, and now we're going to talk about Satan. Yeah. Yes, please. How everyone is evil. Yes, I might have to get a new co-host at some point. <laughs> I won't stop until you're shaking, like, under a, a leaf. blanket. <laughs> well, I was in the fetal position when we were talking about pus that one time. But that's a whole other story. Anyways, so we'll wrap this up here. I'm Chris Morris. I'm Alejandro Castro. That's Truth 101. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>